All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Saw Something Scary. I am your host, Eric Zoo. Alongside me, as always, not this week, though. Uh-oh. Jeff Wright. Hey, now. Here we go. Boner in the zoo coming at you this week. <laughs> I've got uh, one of my best friends in the entire world, uh, co-star with the critically acclaimed Bethlehem the Movie, uh-huh. uh, horror director, beautiful man. I'm trying to think of other ex- <laughs> Wonderful things to say about you. Anyway, my buddy Mike D's here. Yeah, Dude, man. Uh, thank you so much for filling in for Jeff man, this week. Thank you so much for having me. This is oh, a blast. Man. We're going to have a lot of fun today. Heck yeah. It's going to be good. Uh, we've got, we're going to be uh, reviewing Evil Dead 2. Ooh. It's a great one. 30 years old. I have aged with this movie. <laughs> so I have been following this one. I was two years old when this movie came out. Whoa. Odds are I probably watched it right around that time. <laughs> You and I had the same childhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Parents are like, just go watch something. Whatever. Just whatever you want to do. Please. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, uh, let's let's talk. Let's 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 run down some stuff that you've done. You're yeah, you're uh, big in the film world. Yeah, man. We did. Uh, we well, we did Bethlehem together. We and, did. Uh, that was a blast. That was and, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I uh, I directed a film called Die Devil Cock Die, uh, which is a turd. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a turd. Uh, but you can find that on YouTube if you if you so choose. Uh, and yeah, man, I'm working on a few things right now. Uh, I also do a podcast. Uh, we're gonna need a bigger show, so this is a nice, fun little you know kind of cross promotion. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know, just doing the hustle, trying to trying to make it work. Man. That's right, man. I hear that for sure. <laughs> uh, well, dude, um, I know that you you listen to the show, so you yeah, you know the yeah. format. But yeah, we'll man. we'll go through it uh, most of the time. We start the show out with uh, everyone's favorite segment, Jeff Hates Trailers. Uh, but since you're normal, uh, <laughs> he's going to kill me for that. <laughs> so we're going to change the name of the segment this week to Mike Adores Trailers. He does, though. Mike I know. Adores Trailers. I'm the same way, man. I love him to death. I've got a few for you. What are we talking about? Uh, dude, let's start out with this. Uh, I want to talk about Happy Death Day. Or, as I like to call it, the movie that gets made every, what, three to four years? Isn't that what we said before? I think the subtitle is Punxsutawney Kill. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what they're calling it. I think that's what it is this year. Uh, Uh, Bill Murray's making a cameo in this, isn't he? Yeah, he's the killer, He's the killer. Spoiler alert. It's Bill Murray. But but at the end of it, as he stabs her, he goes, no one's going to believe you. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, man, the thing... So, all right. This is from Blumhouse, right? Right. For every get out, for every split, we get the gallows, we get another paranormal activity movie. Right. And we get a happy death day. Like, this flick just... It's... It, I mean, I... I don't know. It looks like it might do some fun stuff, but at the end of it, it's like... I've seen it. Yeah. You know? I bought the Count, t-shirt. Countless you know? times. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean... Groundhog's Day, uh, what was it, the Live, Die, Repeat, the yeah. Tom Cruise Tom movie? Tom Cruise movie. Uh, what, the Before I Wake I last yeah, year? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the name last of it. Last year, dude. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's nuts. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that, like, they keep talking about, you know, there's no original ideas left, and it's like, well, how far do you have to milk an idea until it's really dead? Yeah. And I feel like this might be the bottom of the barrel. This is just such a... You know, not to poo-poo, but I mean, it just kind of, I don't know, man. It just seems kind of soulless and, you know, a lot of people are hype about it and I don't really understand that. Yeah. And there's nobody in it. Like, I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone at all. That's how Blumhouse does it, though. They can make a movie for $5 million. Yeah, no, it's smart. And then they sell, you know, the first weekend, I mean, they at least make triple their money back. Right. You know, it'll have a $50 million, you know, I mean, obviously more than that, but it's like... Yeah, so it doesn't, I don't know, man, it doesn't cost them anything to do them, but it was the same with Get Out, even though Get Out had some names attached, they, they still made that for nothing, Yeah, split the same way, yeah. you know? Um, they have a great business model, unfortunately, sometimes you get stuff like this, and hey, I would love to be proven wrong. Sure. I'd love for this movie to come out, uh, and for it to have a great, like, twist, and for everybody to be like, oh, you know, this, trailers are misleading, that's a great thing to happen. But it doesn't look like it. Right. So. Yeah. I don't know, man. We'll what do see. you think? Uh, I mean, I, pretty much the same stuff as you did, man. It seems like every, like like, like what I just said, every three to four years, something yeah. like this happens. Yeah. So it's not, 
it's not a reinvention of the wheel as far as the trailer shows you. Sure. Um, hopefully it will be once you see the movie, right, but I yeah, mean, yeah. I'm not going to go watch the movie in theaters. Right. That'll be a red box on like a Tuesday right. when I've got nothing going on. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, what else we got? Moving on to 47 meters down. Okay. Here's the thing. I mean, you know. You know. Well, you know. My favorite movie of all time is Jaws. Right. The ocean petrifies me. Yeah. Um, I will see every shark movie. I've seen, you know, Sand Shark, Ghost Shark. Sharknado. I drew the line. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, like, I mean, I watched The Reef or The Deep. What was it? The Reef, right? Wasn't that what it was called last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Pretty sure. Right? I don't know. You know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, I do know what you're saying. Um, Blake Lively is in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't It wasn't The Reef. Uh, that was 2010. Oh, man. Um, I feel like a real dummy right now. No, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You keep talking. I'll figure it out. Okay. Um, That's how we work the around shallows. here. There That's it is. It the Shallows. Good call. Yep. Um, I almost said Age of Adeline, but you're right. It's <laughs> The Shallows. Age of Adeline, Victorian shark movie. Uh, <laughs> Which ties into the first one. She just respawns all the time. It's ridiculous. But, uh, so the interesting thing about 47 Meters Down, it's technically been done for like three years. How dare you? Um, and they released it in some, like overseas, by a different title. And Mandy Moore's in it. And so people have seen this movie. A lot of people have seen this movie. And it's it's gotten generally pretty good reviews, but it's just very odd that now it suddenly got picked up for theatrical here in the United States under 47 meters down. Do you know what the original title was? Yeah, so it originally was um, oh, 47, meters 47, meters down, 47 okay. meters down, easy for me to say. Then it was retitled to In the Deep in the spring of last year and okay. given a VOD DVD release uh, through Anchor Bay Entertainment and Weinstein, uh, the Weinstein yeah, Company. yeah, yeah. And then a week before the the planned release, it was bought by Byron Allen's Entertainment Studios, retitled back to 47 Meters Down, and now... Weird. Yeah. So kind of a wild uh, trajectory, but it, I guess maybe... Uh, I don't know. I don't know why that would be. Manny Moore? She threw a fit? Well, no, I'm just saying that like Manny Moore got popular with yeah. This Is Us. Right. So maybe oh, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying I to bank on that. she was in that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's going nuts about that. That's one of those things I have not caught up on. I haven't watched it because I'm too afraid. Like every yeah, every time, (laughs) every time somebody watches that show, they're like, "Oh my god, it was amazing!" And I'm like, "Why do you why you put yourself through that every week? You masochist." Is it in the deep? Was the original title in the deep? Maybe Adele threw a fit. (laughs) Come on, it's too easy. We're having fun here. All right. Um, Yeah, man, I'm I'm in it. I mean, it looks great. Yeah. I, I don't like. It's really hard for me not to buy into a shark movie. You know. I mean, it it can look really crappy. I'm always going to watch the shark movie. You know? Yeah, dude. I'm all for it. Uh, I mean, Mandy Moore uh, is one of my childhood crushes, so I'll definitely go go watch her swimming around in the ocean trying to avoid sharks. Right. Is that sexist? Uh, nah. Maybe. Nah, we'll leave it in. It's no big deal. (laughs) All hate tweets directed at Saw Something Scary. At Derek Zoo. At Derek Zoo. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Matthew Modine's in this movie. I'm sorry, in 47 yeah. years deep down? Yeah. <laughs> 47 dresses? Yeah, he's... Uh... Catherine Heigl's playing the shark? What? <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogen's actually her turtle friend. It's really, it's a really <laughs> weird movie. <laughs> That's terrible. Look at these bubbles. <laughs> oh, oh, running off the rails already. Yeah. That's not oh. good. Well, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, he's playing. Uh, he's playing the captain, Matthew really? Modine. Yeah, Captain Modine. He's going by. His I list. wish that'd be awesome. Oh. It's Captain Taylor. <laughs> I said, what I said was he's he just in Stranger Things, right? Uh, yeah, he was in Stranger he's the Things. Bad guy. Yeah. Okay. The the biggest thing I remember him from is uh, Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. yeah, and Full Metal Jacket. But, oh well, yeah, sure. But, but Dark Knight recently. Rises. Yeah. Yeah, man. Where's I'm in Foley? It. Dang it! Uh, Best line in the whole thing, Gary Oldman. Yeah, I'm really, I mean, I'm really into shark movies, so, like, this is a no-brainer. Sure. I think it opens next week, so, yeah, I'll I'll most likely see that. 47 week. Meters Down is actually now playing, sir. Is it really? Yeah. Well, bye. Yeah, the release, go. the release date was today. So, Mike's gone. Uh, I'm going to talk to you guys for the next <laughs> 20 minutes about Evil Dead. 
in which Zoo argues with himself. <laughs> it was a good movie. No, it wasn't. Oh, it, was, well. it was a little corny. Razzmatazz. Uh, and what else we got? Uh, we got Flatliners, man. The uh, sequel to the 1990 uh, cinematic masterpiece. Remake. Is it a remake? I thought it was a sequel. Is it a sequel? Uh, let's find out. Okay, that means that somebody from the original movie's got to show up in this, you know, because if not, then I don't get it. Yeah, um, yeah, somebody is. I, I can spoil that for you, or I, I can't. Yeah, all right, so spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah. So fast forward, like, Man, a minute. Man, we don't have Wahlberg this week. That sucks. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, spoiler alert on this. Uh, what? Huh? Is it I wish. Like, uh, is it it's, bacon? it's Kiefer. Whoa. Yeah, man. It says, sequel to Flatliners, which starred Kiefer Sutherland, Ke- Kevin Bacon, Julia Roberts, and William Baldwin. Oh, yeah, I guess right. he no longer goes by Billy. Uh, well, he grew up. That's true. He's in his 50s. So, but yeah, Kiefer. You don't call a 50-year-old Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Look at there, a little Billy Baldwin. How old are you now, Billy? 12, 11? I'm, I'm 57 years old. <laughs> So he's in it. So Kiefer's pops up. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So that changes things a little, I think. Changed the game? For me. Because I watched the trailer the other night. Now you got to understand, Flatliners is one I grew up with. Like, yeah. This is one of my mom's favorite movies. So like we watched this quite a bit and it scared the crap out of me. I mean, this movie was like... It, have have you seen the original? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I mean it's just it's really intense. And once they start getting into like their past coming back to haunt them, uh, uh-uh. yeah, no, like it's terrifying. It's a great morality tale. So I thought you know all of it was just kind of a retread, and it still kind of is, but it's kind of a soft reboot. You know, um, I'll be really curious to see now. Now that I know that it you know it is a sequel. Um, Wow, they got Kiefer in it. Yeah, he's he's uh, reprising his role as Nelson from the original. That's wild. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, Ellen Page. Yeah. That's a certain pedigree. Ellen Page, uh, Nina, Nina DeBrove, DeBrove oh, from The Vampire Diaries. That's what okay. I That's why I know her okay. the most from. Uh, but she's also in Perks of Being a wall, uh, Wallflower, easy for me to say. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Um, that chick from Hidden Figures, isn't it? Isn't she? Um... Maybe. Them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kiersey Clemens? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the dude from Rogue One. The... Yeah, Diego Luna. Yeah, I Yeah, mean, Diego so, Luna's in it. I mean, kind of a nice pedigree. I mean... Yeah. Well, I mean, Ellen Page, I don't feel like does much anymore, so something right. had to draw her into this, yeah, besides I mean, the paycheck. Probably. I mean, she she seems like she's kind of picky-choosy about her project. Yeah. So. She might have been a fan of the original. Um... Yeah, I mean, I watched the trailer, and not knowing that it was a sequel, I just kind of thought it was the same thing. But now that's interesting, because they seem to be pushing it further than the original did. Mm-hmm. And I know that they're probably trying to keep that a secret about, you know, the the uh, original star coming back. But it's also a thing of, like, I would have liked to have seen that in a trailer. Sure. And I'll, we'll probably get it in the second trailer. Yeah, definitely. But, uh well, all right. I'm I'm on board now. I guess. Yeah, the movie comes out in September. Okay, so, so not uh, even that, that long from yeah, that. September 29th is when okay. it comes out. So that kind of worries me. Yeah, that's pretty uh, close. Yeah, but also, I mean, I, you probably feel the same way too. You know that like September and October are usually the dead period for movies because like summer yeah. blockbusters are over, and so that's usually where they put the movies that aren't the best. Yeah, it's usually second right behind like January, February. So, yeah, yeah. I mean. But maybe they're trying to change that because we've got, you know, uh, Andy, Andy Muschietti's uh, uh, Stephen King's It coming out. That's true. Um, so, yeah, maybe they're trying to push that a little more. And then, of course, well, Death Death Day comes out in or Friday the 13th in October. So, you know, maybe it's in a new dumping ground for, well, I mean, it's always been a dumping ground for horror. But, like, you know, maybe we're starting to see an upswing in, in quality. Yeah, you know, The Sixth Sense came out around that time in August, first yeah, of September. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the first, uh, gosh, Jeepers Creepers came out in that time period. Oh, gosh, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. every once in a while they hit a home run. So I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that's the same way, same thing yeah. that happens on that one, too. So Flatliners, uh, remember that one? I'm sure we'll be talking about it. Maybe we'll even review it on this podcast. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, there's a teaser for you. Keep listening till November, folks. <laughs> what else you got? Uh, last one I want to talk to you about is Black Panther. Oh, 
Oh, that's yeah. not a horror movie. Yeah, the, it's got? not. It's that not is, a horror movie, my man. That is a big but bad Marvel movie. It's gonna be awesome. Chadwick Boseman, uh, Michael B. Jordan, uh, Mar- I, Martin Freeman. Okay, I, this may be like a syndrome I get with every Marvel trailer. Okay, but I feel like I'm more hyped for this than I have been for any other Marvel movie. Really, I think it's. Like, visually, one of the most stunning. Just from the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, when you see Wakanda and you, like, see, you know, all of, like, the ceremonial garb and, like, you know, the, the like, the mixing the African culture with, like, high tech. And it's just, like, whoa. Yeah. You know, it really blew my mind. And throwing a Run the Jewel song in there, I was just like, <laughs> well, yeah. I yeah. Mean, I'm on board. Um, and then, uh, what is it? Uh, 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 Gollum. Andy Circus. Thank you feel terrible uh him coming back as claw I mean, yeah that's dope yeah, i'm man. in it man yeah there's i mean there's all sorts of great um, Forrest whitaker holy smokes angela bassett right yeah also also shad gaspar isn't it shad gaspar used to be part of crime time in the wwe are you serious yeah he's in this oh well uh as actor that's his name on imdb oh, so Bless Shad. So Shad, Shad's going to be somebody that gets beaten up. Probably. He's going to be the big bad cuss that gets beaten up uh, somewhere down the line. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan, man. He's the bad guy, or one of them. Yeah. Killmonger. Yeah. And I, like, when they announced a Black Panther movie, I started to read the new series that came out, because uh, I'm a big comic book guy. Right. And I love it. Um, it's a really kind of complex backstory mm-hmm. and culture, and just, I don't know, man. Obviously, it's great to see, like, you know, a, like Marvel's first black superhero get his own, you know, movie. I mean, and then we've got Captain Marvel, you know, which is Marvel's first female superhero. And it's just, it's good to see representation. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's really... Yeah, it's I, about time. Yeah, and I really feel that way with Black Panther. I'm, I don't know. It kind of felt like uh, a little bit how I felt seeing the Dark Knight trailer. Okay. Being honest. Nice. Um, that first Dark Knight trailer, I just, yeah. I, like, I really, you know, I mean, you know exactly. Oh, yeah. if anyone knows, sir. Right. Yeah. I don't know. There was just something about it that was just like, this is, they're onto something. Yeah. But I feel that way about a lot of the Marvel movies. I mean, the ones that do it differently. So, like, Guardians, Doctor Strange, Civil War because of, like, the scope of it. Mm-hmm. And then this. I mean, like, this is huge. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, man, I'm I'm in it 100%. Yeah, I am too, man. Uh, I mean, Marvel has my money regardless. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, just just seeing these trailers, I'm like, yep. And uh, I think, dude, in my opinion, and you know how big of a Robert Downey Jr. fan I am. Oh, yeah. But in my opinion, Chadwick Boseman was the best part of Civil War. I mean, he, like, just, again, seeing Black Panther and, like, just him in action and moving and, like, the way the suit functioned and, you know, just talking about that culture and, and how he kind of ties into the end of the movie, you know, mm-hmm. and it was just like, yeah, this is, I love it. This yeah. is great. So, yeah. I'm glad to see Martin Freeman back too. Uh, Everett Ross is a really yeah. fun character. He did yeah. a really good job in civil war. Yeah. So he, again, like give him like, you know, small understated things to do. And, and he does, yeah, he's just, he's a phenomenal. Performer. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So cool, man. All right. Well that, that does it for the, uh, inaugural, <laughs> edition of Mike Adores Trailers. Hopefully we'll have you uh, back on for that pretty soon. Yeah, man, absolutely. There's some stuff I was wanting to talk to you about because you've got yeah. some things that are coming up uh, in the uh, later on in the summer, early yeah. fall, yeah. and I'd love to talk to you about those. So could you let our listeners know what's going on? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm finally getting back behind the camera. I've done, you know, some music video stuff and some sketches, and, you know, I kind of dipped into acting, and, and um, but I'm kind of getting back to my own stuff finally, and... I've been trying to get a feature off the ground for a while, Um, but you know, that kind of, like, we took a step back, and uh, I don't know, we we had the idea for a couple of short films, Um, and we're going to shoot both this summer. The first one's called Guilt Girl, and it kind of plays with the idea of what happens after a slasher movie, and um, you know, there's been a few things that have kind of played with that before, but I think we're doing it in a way, you know, short form, number one. and we're kind of really dealing with what happens to a, a, a trauma survivor, you know? What happens to somebody who survives a horrible tragedy? Um, and, 
Yeah, and it's obviously, you know, kind of couched in the, the idea of a slasher movie. So, you know, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's kind of special. Uh, and then the second one we're doing is called Runt, and it's um, it's a coming-of-age story with a horror twist. I, I really can't, you know, go much more into depth. Um, but it's a lot of fun, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, I haven't been this excited in a long time. I mean, you know me. You yeah. Know, so it's been, it's kind of been an uphill battle to get another project going, but... Uh, yeah, man, these these have kind of come at the right time, and and it's gonna be good to get back behind the camera. So, hope that doesn't sound too lofty and artsy farty. <laughs> Not at all, man. Uh, I've had the opportunity to read Goat Girl, and it's fantastic. And Thanks, Mike uh, Mike pitched me on Runt today, and yeah. and so really excited about both of them for you, buddy. Thanks, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. And Hopefully, we're gonna have you around for uh, for some of it too. Yeah, dude, I'll be more than happy to. Awesome. And now that now that I'm on. Air saying it, you know, <laughs> I got you. You I got, got me a verbal I'll contract. Hold your feet to the fire. Now. So yeah, uh, no man, it, it'll be fun. It'll be good. Uh, so keep on the lookout for those. You're gonna try to shoot those in the late later summer. Yeah, man. Looks like we're gonna try to shoot the end of September, maybe into the beginning of October, uh, and just kind of see how it goes. You know, I'd love to have a soft screening sometime around Halloween for them. Sure. Just for you know friends and family and whatnot. Um, but yeah, the plan is you know to send them out festival circuit and see what happens you know yeah it's been too long so absolutely i'm just open to the the process right now so and you guys usually go to the chattanooga film festival too right yeah man so with bigger show uh we we've spent the last few years at the chattanooga film festival and that place is wonderful i mean like they treat us like family everybody gets treated like family and it's just such a wonderful open community um and it's just going to be kind of nice, hopefully, to be get, like you know putting my stuff into that community and and finally, you know, contributing my own, you know, stuff. I yeah, mean, that's 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 a big deal to me. You know, so we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, the Chattanooga Film Festival is great. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys can check out all of our coverage from that festival. We had some really great interviews this year and and a few years ago too. I mean, it's been it's been a lot of fun. So yeah, awesome, man. So you put my feet to the fire. Can I put your feet to the fire? Yeah, uh, that once uh, Guilt Girl and Runt come out, you'll come back on the show and discuss them both with me. I'd love to. Yeah, awesome. I'd love for you guys to, to check them out and yeah. for, me to, for me to come back. So Cool. Yeah. We'll definitely Absolutely. do that then. Sure. All right, man. Well, let's get to the main event. Ooh, wee. Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. 30 years. 30 years. And for the most part, I feel like it's aged like wine. Yeah. Unlike me. <laughs> and I'm aging like milk. There it is. <laughs> I think that's the second time that's been said on this podcast. Is it really? Yeah. That's fantastic. So. Uh, it's a classic. But, yeah, man, I, uh, 30 years old, sequel to, you know, Evil Dead, sequel reboot, kind of. Yeah, I, I, I that's was, okay, let me try that again yeah, before I stroked out. Two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's something I wanted to talk to you about, man, sure. because, um, to me, it doesn't seem like it's necessarily a, uh, sequel, it seems like it's it's sort of that soft reboot to it, yeah. Because didn't I mean didn't something happen between one and two where like they lost the rights they, or so something? They lost the rights, so they kind of had to, you know, explain why Ash is in this cabin, and so instead of they couldn't show any of the footage from the first movie, uh, so they just shot a new opening with Ash and his girlfriend Linda, uh, and it's just the two of them. There's no Scott and uh, no Shelley. Um, and yeah, or Cheryl, no Cheryl, and it's just, you know, Ash and Linda, and she gets possessed, and, and you know, he's got to off her, so it's, it's I, I remember a lot of the, the, like, interviews with Sam Raimi and stuff, and everybody's like, you know, a lot of people are just wondering, you know, why why he'd go back to that cabin, and it's just like, yeah, I mean, it, it is, it's a little hard to follow. Sure. Um, but that's, other than that, man, I think it's still one of the most solid flicks to come out of the the 80s yeah oh yeah okay i mean i think bruce campbell's incredible yeah he's hammy you know there are parts of it i mean where he's you know really hammy um but yeah so well let's i guess you know let's talk about just kind of the story of it i mean it's sure you know ash in the woods and uh the the b story so to speak is is the cabin owner's daughter annie uh, is coming back to uh, translate the lost pages of the Book of the Dead with her boyfriend, Ed. Right. And um, they kind of get lost along the way, and they run into Jake, 
who is a kind of a simple country boy, and his girlfriend Bobby Joe, and they all happen upon the Novi ca- cabin after Ash has you know eviscerated his girlfriend. Wackiness ensues. <laughs> uh, so yeah, man. I mean, I think uh, I don't know. I think this is something we talked a little bit about earlier. But uh, the first movie has not aged very well. Yeah, it's really it really hasn't. Um, I came to the I came to the Evil Dead game late. Yeah. Um, as far as my memory uh, can recollect, right. Um, I know that I'd seen Evil Dead two before, and I know that I'd seen Army of Darkness right. before. But the original Evil Dead, I can't ever remember watching until about ten years ago. Oh wow! Okay. And watching it that first time, I was just like, "What's the big deal about these movies?" Right. Like it just it wasn't. It wasn't something that I, I think I, I think I told my buddy I was like if I never watch this again it'll be too soon. Yeah, man, it, I understand why it's important um, because I mean Stephen King, you know, he had had his stamp of approval as one of the scariest things he had ever seen. At the time, I get that, you right? Know? Uh, but the me. effects have just really not aged well, and I mean, it, you know, it was a bunch of kids out in the middle of the woods in Morristown, Tennessee, you know? right? I mean, not not you know too terribly far from where we are right now. And I've been out there, man. It's, I mean, it, you know, they're out in the sticks yeah. and it was horrible conditions and Sam Raimi put those kids through hell yeah. and yeah, I mean, it, it is important for what it is. However, right. <laughs> it's just not aged well. And that's why I love the second one so much. Uh, you have, you know, a higher caliber. You had Mark Shostrom doing effects. You had K and B doing effects. Um, you know, your actors are kind of an, a, an upper echelon. Um, yeah, Dan, Danny Hicks playing Jake, <laughs> who, who follows, you know, uh, Sam into what, Spider-Man 2 and Darkman. And yeah, Danny Hicks is one of my favorite, like, Sam Raimi dudes. He was in Oz, too. Oz oh, is great and the powerful. Really, was yeah. he? Okay. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I think you just had some really strong performances and that's what it needs in a movie like this because this movie's wild i mean zany yeah you know yeah and so like to have kind of grounded performances or at least performances of people who like aren't phoning it in you know right um once ted Raimi, you know sam's brother pops up as henrietta from the basement i mean it's just nuts yeah um and yeah man i mean there's just such a genuine love for the material you know, it's a horror comedy. Right. You know, I mean. Uh, going back to evil, the first Evil yeah, Dead, you're yeah. talking about how um, it wasn't, it hasn't aged well. Have you seen Black Christmas, the original Black yeah, Christmas? Yeah. Okay, so Jeff and I reviewed Black Christmas several right. weeks ago on the podcast, and he enjoyed it, and I, I did not. Right. Because it was my first time watching it, and it was just kind of that same, like, that's, that's kind of that same vein that I would put the first one in. Sure. Um, but this one, man, this one does hold up. Yeah, and, and I yeah. think I think I think it just shows you how uh, Raimi matured as a director Absolutely. and a filmmaker, and yeah. and even Campbell to that effect too. Like he finally kind of found his niche as being an actor, and, right. and he found this character in the second one as opposed to the the first one. Yeah, and I mean, again, there's some really strong elements in the first one. Not to you know, not to crap all over the first one, because I still is always going to hold a special place in my heart. Sure. But the thing that you said is really interesting, and I think it's true. Of a lot of the nostalgia factor. It's just that. People who grew up with it have a different point of view than somebody who saw it 10 years ago. Yeah. From somebody who saw Black Christmas a few weeks ago. Right. Um, There's just kind of a different point of view. Yeah. And, you know, I think it takes... I don't know. I think it takes a lot to really separate yourself and say, huh, is this... You know, is this good? I mean, there are movies that, that I think are great that by most people's standards aren't, you know? Um... But I think there's a strong case to be made for Evil Dead 2, for sure. I mean, it, again, it's another one of those things, like you just said, of him maturing as a director, um, taking better care of cast and crew. Definitely. Um, you know, they shot, they built the cabin indoors in a, in a gym, gym yeah. yeah, in North Carolina. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think by, more than anything, the effects. Uh, the effects are what really set it apart. There are so many iconic, just horror things in there. Henrietta, the hand, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Linda, like, dancing, the, the headless corpse dancing. Yeah. Uh, the rotten apple head demon at the end. Yeah. Um, you know, man, I mean, it's, it's, 
it's all kind of really iconic stuff. I mean, if you, you know, if you talk to horror fans, I mean, they're going to cite a lot of this stuff from Evil Dead. And even the little things like the Book of the Dead and the Dagger and, you know, it's all iconic. I think that's the best word to use for it. Yeah. I mean, is this your favorite one of the three? Like the original? That's really hard to say. Um, yeah, probably with a close second, probably being Army of Darkness. If we include the television show, it's really hard to say because I have such a love for that show. It To t- touch on that just for a second. Yeah, and the show, the show you're talking about is Ash versus the Evil Ashes Dead. Ash versus the Evil Dead, yeah. So just to touch on that just briefly, I had major reservations like when they announced it. I This doesn't happen often, but I when the first trailer dropped, I like stood up and cheered because... They just the tone of the trailer. They had nailed everything, and then we got invited to actually watch the premiere episode in a theater. Oh, nice! Yeah, and um, Stars had put on this really nice event in Nashville, and it was like watching an Evil Dead movie. Yeah, they had not missed a beat in yeah. thirty years. So you know, to see that whole story come to fruition and bring in new characters and everything, it's really hard to separate. I love old Ash. You know, him as an old man, like yeah. him really having just seen everything and done it all. And, you know, uh, I really love, but man, Evil Dead 2, I don't know, because it was such a, it's such a influence on the musical and, you know, it, it really is kind of the cornerstone of the entire Evil Dead universe. The, the board game that came out is based on Evil Dead 2. Dude, I had no idea there was a board game. Oh, yeah, game. it just came out. Yeah, oh, that's it was awesome. crowdfunded, and it, I mean, everybody says it's incredible. Holy smokes. Yeah. That's really cool. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it, it's an, I think it's a, it's so silly to say, but I think it's a really important movie for, for not only horror, but I think for cinema in general. You know, it is, it is a milestone in the genre from the, you know, in the 80s. So, I don't know. Yeah, man, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you touched on it just a minute ago. I'd love to love to expound on it a little bit more. You were able to direct the the musical, yeah, late yeah, last year, yeah. So yeah, go uh, tell us a little bit about that, man. Well, man, I mean, it it was one of those things that I grew up with these movies. You know, I mean, you don't watch Evil Dead Two and not carry that with you. Right, it sticks with you. Um, it's an unforgettable movie. You yeah, know? Like, definitely. You know, the first time you watch it, it's unforgettable. Um, and. Once you, you know, once I knew there was a musical, I was like, because I've always dabbled in theater, you know, just like a little bit of the acting thing in school. And, and, um, and I knew what an effects heavy show it was. And I have a a little bit of a background in effects makeup and, and, you know, blood rigging and that kind of thing. And so a few years ago, they put it on in Murfreesboro and I had reached out to the theater owner at the time and I was like, Hey, you know, do they need any help? And he put me in touch with the director (laughs) And I reached out to the director and I said, hey, uh, you know, I'm sure this was a a week before the show opened. Oh, wow. And I said, hey, man, I know it's really late in the game. Do you have or can I work with your blood and makeup person? And he said, oh, yeah, we'll come in tonight. We're doing rehearsal and and just meet everybody. And I said, cool. So I was like, "Okay, I'll meet the blood and makeup person. I go in and I'm like sitting at the back and one of the actors walks past me and he turns around. He's like, who are you? And Seth, the director, goes, oh, he's fine. That's our blood and makeup guy. <laughs> uh, and I, my eyes just got really big. And I'm like, the show opens in a week. Um, and I thought that that was the most difficult thing that I had done. And it really was at that point. Because you're putting together, I mean, you, you know, you know the show. It's blood. Yeah. I mean, it is all blood. It is yeah. all makeup. It is all effects. I put all of that together in a week. Holy smokes, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, it was really intense. I, I remember getting the night before we did our we did our dress rehearsal that night, and I went home, and I just sat in the living room floor, and I just sobbed. Sure. And my girlfriend at the time was like, what, you know, what's wrong? And I said, it's just, I, I failed. And of course, everything was fine, you know. Um, but then it started to be a thing of like, I really had wanted to direct the show for a long time. And so I reached out to the same director and I said, Hey, I know you're starting your own theater company. I know you want to do evil dead. How about you bring somebody else in to direct? And then, yeah, man, they, they let me do it. And, um, 
I don't think I've ever done anything that difficult or that rewarding in my life. Yeah. Um, you know, you're a, you're an actor and you're, you know, you're a director, you know, you know what it takes to put together a theatrical production. Yeah. And evil dead is a huge show. Um, it, I've seen performances where it doesn't have to be, um, you know, where it's, I mean, where it's really small, that's not my style. Right. Um, and I wanted it to be bigger than the one that we had done a few years prior. So we really, you know, set the bar. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, it was just like, I had a wonderful cast. I got a wonderful crew. I really, as a first time theater director, I couldn't have asked for anything better. Um, so, but yeah, it, there's, you feel the other part of it is you really feel, uh, like you're adding, like you have to live up to something. Sure. You know, yeah, you're absolutely. Really, you're, there's a certain pedigree that you have to achieve. And I like to think that we did Sam proud, you know, I mean, I really, I'm really proud of the show. It was a huge success. We sold out every performance, yep. um, for, for a month, you know? So yeah, I, uh. I don't know that I'd ever revisit it. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think I ever want to do that show again. That was going to be my follow-up question. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I don't think I would. Um, just because I think how I did it was how I wanted to do it. There was nothing, there was no part of it that um, I left thinking, man, I wish we had done that. You know, there was only one effect that I couldn't get to work and... Not enough to do the show again. Right, know? yeah. So, I don't know. I'm really proud of it. I mean, I'm really proud of, of what we accomplished. Yeah. I think it, uh, yeah, I think it was, I mean, I think in in terms of things I've accomplished, it's one of the most, you know, things. one of the things I'm most proud of. That's so, awesome. Yeah, man. That's Thanks. really cool. Yeah. Um, I got to, uh, I, I didn't get to watch the show. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, it's yeah, something yeah. that... Uh, that you've you've read me about ever I, since. I rip you every chance you get. Absolutely, you do, yeah. and, and well deserved. Uh, but I did get to I did get to watch a little bit of the, of a rehearsal yeah, one of the times, yeah. and it looked fantastic. And yeah, I will. And to just kind of, I mean, dote on my cast and crew. They just every rehearsal, you know, they just gave it everything. Yeah. I mean, they just left it on the stage, man. Like they just really. My choreographer was great. Like she put together some of the best if not the best dances for the show i've ever seen i mean and that's and it wasn't easy sure <laughs> my cast busted their you know busted their butts to, to sure to yeah it, you know and just really i uh, i i don't know i mean it's one of those things like you know working in film things move a little bit slower right theater every day is like you're putting it out there yeah man and especially when you're live once you hit those show days it's just like and you beat yourself up over the stuff that didn't work and, you know, like, I mean, we had live, like, squibs and stuff, you know, like, yeah. uh, air squibs, but they were, you know, like, actors had to trigger blood tubing and, and sure. you know, on the actor. And, and when that didn't work, you feel it. Yeah. You know, if if a, if a blood cannon didn't work, you feel it. Right. You know, if something, if prop breaks in the middle of a show, it's like, one of the, one of the things we added that I had only ever seen done maybe once or twice was after ash cuts off his hand uh he traps it under a trash can like he does in the movie and the trash can actually drove around the stage and we had like a remote control car under nice. it nice so that's awesome you know um that we did was it like three six nine performances 12 performances it worked half of the time oh geez. but when it did it was huge pop sure you know yeah i mean just really big reaction um, and there were just little things. I mean, the way that the set designer, like just designed the cellar right above it, the way that the planks were looked like a big mouth, you know? And it was just little things that just added a lot of authenticity to the universe. And, yeah. Or that, the evil dead universe that, you know, we're playing in. Sure. So, yeah. I feel like I'm talking a lot. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, quick plug though, for the Murfreesboro little theater. Yeah. Man. Um, you know, got extremities coming up. If you're in the area, this show is going to be great. Uh, the director, it's her first time. I think it's her first show. Oh, okay, nice. And uh, it's it's going to be great. One of uh, one of my Evil Dead alums is in it. Okay. Um, but yeah, Murfreesboro Little Theater, uh, it is kind of this little hidden gem. Yeah. I mean, I love the space. It's one of those things of like when you pull up to the building or if you've ever been there and then like you've seen a show there, a small show, and then you hear they're going to do Evil Dead. 
you're like, how is that going to work? And I mean, you know, our splatter zone was pretty much the whole space. Right. However, we had seats right... I mean, our actors were right there with the audience. Yeah. So, small space, but beautiful, intimate, you know, a lot of history. Um, And yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those great little spots, you know? So for sure, man, uh, you got anything else to cover on evil dead, man? I can't say enough good things about it. I mean, it's one of those things of like, it really has left behind a legacy. I mean, in the last 30 years, you you just, you can see how much it's influenced. Yeah. This movie, especially, you know, evil dead two has influenced so many other movies from the way it was shot uh, to the effects. I mean, it was kind of a, a launching pad for KMB. You know, they had done some stuff, but this was like their big breakout movie. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, Henrietta, like, the, just that whole suit, and when she turns into the, you know, the, the long neck demon. And, yeah. And, I mean, it's just Evil Ed, you know, all just really beautiful It's really stuff. good stuff, man. Uh, and it ends with that, you know, the setup for Army of Darkness. Right. You know, um, which... Gosh, which is now, that actually is 25 years old, or 25 Jeez. years old this year. So, yeah, kind of a, a wonderful entry into to all of horror. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, man. Definitely. Uh, came out on March 13th, 1987. Was that so, a Friday? Yeah, it was a Friday. Yeah. Friday 13th. So it's officially, officially hit the 30-year-old yeah. bear. How crazy. It's really nuts, man. To, to look at, I mean, to watch it and like... Honestly, it's aged so well, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, so many of those movies from the era have aged really well because it was the golden age of practical effects. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's when you were seeing some really incredible work from K&B and Showstrom and and, um, uh, Rob Bottin and, you know, Savini, all these guys who were just cranking out beautiful work. Yeah. Because they knew what it took to make something look real. Yeah. Didn't we meet Tom Savini? We walked past it. That's what we sure. did. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, you and I, him and Romero, right? Yeah, Romero yeah, yeah, yeah. There, and it was just kind of sad because yeah. it was snowed in. Oh man, it was a rough. It was after Bethlehem shoot, wasn't it? I'm yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It was. Um, the... I did a I did a show in uh, I did a show in Shelbyville, Indiana. You and Malone. Right? Me and Mike Malone. We did that show in Shelbyville. It was the chopping, uh, chopping block, block premiere. premiere. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah, which I'm still trying to get a hole on to talk about chopping block. Oh man, he needs to hold his feet to the fire. He's just hello. He's just being a poon about it. <laughs> I don't think I'll get bleep, bleep for saying poon. But uh, yeah, man, I, it's I don't know. It was a golden age. Yeah, it really was. You know, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many of your listeners. I hope all of them have seen it. Yeah, definitely. If you haven't, uh, it's required viewing. Yeah. We do okay. So we have two questions that we always ask sure. uh, before the sh- before the show's over with. So on a scale of uh, no. yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, if you want <laughs> if you want my autograph, send a self addressed stamp envelope to Last Cassis Road. Um, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, or excuse me, on a scale of dumpster fire to get out, where would you put this movie? Man, get out is like your pedigree, like your number one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. we're we're pretty we're pretty obsessed with it. I don't blame you. I mean, yeah. it's an incredible movie. I mean, it's Get Out for me. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it is. I think it's a perfect movie. Yeah. Because even even its rough edges that it has are just so charming and, and you know. Grandfather of modern modern horror. Uh, yeah, in a way, yeah. I mean, it, it just it it just influenced so much. And, and a ton of movies, especially from this year. So we had, like... You've got Evil Dead 2, Monster Squad, Dream Warriors, Lost Boys, Predator. You have all of these, you know, great movies that have come out, you know. And, um, yeah, 87 was a really great year. And it just, it ushered in a lot of really cool movies and a lot of really cool filmmakers. And a lot of really cool people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it just, if you look at... You know, what Bruce Campbell's gone on to do, and, you know, a lot of the people involved with that movie, that franchise, those movies, you know, yeah. those fran- I mean, Patricia Arquette launched her career in Dream Warriors. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Larry Fishburne's in Dream Warriors, you know, so it's, I don't know, man, a lot of really cool things happened 
in that year. Well, I meant you specifically being oh, born in '87. Yeah, I was trying to be charming. Okay, but we we all know how that works out. Well, you know, so it's no big deal. I'm just dense. I mean, you know. Well, you know. <laughs> What's the other question? The other question is: uh, Did you see something scary? Did you? Yeah, man. What? I, I would turn around on you. What? Yeah. Is scary? Um, about this movie? Yeah. Oh man. To you. That's what's interesting to me. Okay. Because I have an answer at the ready. Okay. Um, that's a really good question. Actually, it's been a while since I watched this movie. Um, you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. I think. Uh, there's a few things in it that I think are exceptionally great. Okay. I think the first appearance of Evil Ash yeah. pops up in the window. That's, yeah, good call. Uh, there's something about when he changes back into regular Ash. There's just, they do this really, it's a really incredible effect, but it creeps me out of his eye. And it's like a model. It's like, it's obviously a model head, but it's all cloudy, like, like the, the dead eye ashes, but it all like all the cloudiness disappears. Beautiful effect, really creepy. Um, some of the like when Ash is going crazy by himself in the yeah, cabin. That's that's what I would say. Yeah. Or like really no, you know what the number one is? Linda's corpse dancing around. Okay. That's horrifying. It's it's really like it's you could tell that it's like a clay Yeah. Like Ray Harryhausen style stop motion. Doesn't matter terrifying she does this weird ballet dance and like the music that accompanies it and nah I'm out <laughs> I'm done with it uh, and then Henrietta you got you got uh, Henrietta when she's sing, singing a lullaby to Annie and it's like Mm-mm, nope all of this is bad I'll swallow your soul I'll swallow your soul I'll swallow your soul I'll swallow your soul I'll swallow this <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it's That's great. Why I, I walk around the house saying, I swear to you. My roommates are That's awesome. What is he doing? Oh, they know. He's, yeah, right. They know. Uh, yeah, man. I think, uh, I don't know. In the pantheon of th- seeing scary things, I think it, uh, I, yeah, I think it's got, uh, I think it's got some genuinely. Yeah. Sam, Sam does this really great thing. He's really great at balancing horror and comedy. Yeah. You know? Uh, he does it in Dark Man, you know. He did it in Army of Darkness, and he did it in Drag Me to Hell. Drag Me to Hell is a great example of it. Um, and yeah, it's like a roller coaster ride, you know. It's thrilling. So saw something. Yeah, scary. Yeah, but like thrilling. Definitely. It's yeah, like, it is a it's a thrill ride. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know. <laughs> well, dude, thanks so much for coming on. Yes, yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, I'd love to come back on. Uh, absolutely, we will definitely have you on. Where can they find you on social networks? Oh uh, man, uh, on you can probably the best way to find me is either on Twitter uh, at Mike Dubslecki. Uh, I'm not even going to feed you that information. If you want it bad enough, you'll figure out how to spell it. We've got uh, we've got a couple tags uh, on Mike on our Twitter feed, okay, so you can well, just go from go. there and follow him. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. At uh, underscore Wolfman's got nards, all, all one word. Um, and yeah, I don't know if you want to follow my Facebook; it's pretty boring. But, uh, but yeah, I'm also on Tumblr, uh, Wolfman's got nards So yeah, I post a lot of horror stuff and a like. So yeah, man, thanks so much for having me on. My pleasure, buddy. Do you have anything up about uh, Runt or Guilt Girl yet on Facebook, or like any yeah, fan pages or anything like no, that? No, there probably won't be any either. But okay, there is some really great stuff. I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm, yeah, I'm posting a lot of like the teaser art and stuff like that. Sure. So yeah, you just put something up about Runt right before we started yeah, recording, right, right? Before we started, cool. and um, yeah, Guilt Girl, a lot of those are up. So yeah, go check them out. Yeah, we'll put uh, we'll put some links to that stuff on our Facebook page so that you can see it and take a look at. It. Uh, I, again, man, really excited about it. Uh, one last question. Yeah. Any any chance that we see you do any more theatrical stuff? Uh, yeah, man. Okay. There's, there's a project in the works. Um, what can I say? Let's see. Um, I mean, if you got to keep it close to the vest, keep it close to the vest. Well, but... I do want to say a little bit. It's Friday the 13th, 
meets Phantom of the Opera meets Evil Dead the Musical. Um, it is it's a show that has just premiered elsewhere. Okay. Um, and that we might get an opportunity to bring here. And if that's the case, it looks like it would be the first additional staging besides the premiere. Awesome. So I'm really excited about it. It's a fun, short musical, um, and really in the vein of everything I love. Cool. Yeah, be on the lookout for that. That's awesome. Hashtag stay tuned. Yeah. Just let me know when auditions are. Hell yeah. Uh, you can find us at Sauce Up is Scary on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we have a subreddit that Jeff monitors that I have never been on before ever. So uh, if you if you want to know about it, go through the archives of our episodes and find that out. Uh, it's forward slash r forward slash Sauce Up is Scary, I think. And if that's the if that's what it is, Jeff's gonna kiss me on the lips for knowing it. <laughs> finally, after this is our twenty first episode, I finally oh, wow. finally now know what oh, the thing is. Also, just to shout out the podcast, yeah, you can find uh, we're gonna need a bigger show on yeah uh, Facebook and on Twitter, Tumblr, all of them. We're bigger show, bigger yeah. showcast. We're gonna need a bigger show. Yeah, we're gonna need a bigger show. Is one of, actually one of my favorite podcasts. Hey. So make sure, yeah, absolutely. So make sure to check that out as well. Uh, let's see. I, you can find me at Derek Zoo on uh, on all social medias. Uh, do want to let you guys know I'm going to be in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, <laughs> that's something you and I need to talk about. I'm going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, Thursday, July 27th, at uh, the Belcourt Taps for uh, I think it's called Comedy at the Taps. Uh, it's that it's that Thursday night Nashville in Nashville, seven o'clock, July twenty seventh. So make sure and come out for that for those of you in the Nashville area. And then Jackson, I'm coming back to you, baby. South Street Comedy Club, August nineteenth. I'll be there. I think I'm bringing a couple friends with me. So yes, sir. You, no uh, oh, you just look confused. No so good. all right, good deal. So uh, those are the only two dates I've got on the comedy books right now. Uh, but you can follow me more uh, on all of my social medias again at Derek Zoo. Join us next week. I have no idea what we're going to be talking about, but Jeff Wright will be here, so all will be right with the world. He'll hate trailers. We'll discuss a horror movie and hopefully make you laugh in the process. Until then, Mike D., thanks so much again for coming out, buddy. Yeah, we'll have you on again real soon, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye, man.